Hi, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the CX Cast. This is your host, Jenny Wise. And this week, I'm joined by Principal Analyst on the Customer Experience Team, Andrew Hogan. Hey, Andrew. Hi, Jenny. Thanks for joining to answer this week's question, which is, how are physical spaces in the U.S. changing in response to COVID-19? And this is actually a topic that Andrew, myself, and several, many, actually, of our colleagues have been focusing on for a while now. Back in May, we published a report that I'll include a link to in the notes section called Redesign Physical Spaces Now in Response to COVID-19. And Andrew, I really wanted to have you join this week so that we could talk about, you know, what were some of the key findings in that research, some of the sort of advice and recommendations that we found back in May? And then also, what are we seeing as evolving? And what are some real world examples that we also now see as companies and businesses are opening up again? So maybe to start, let's go back to May. (laughs) What was the reason why, you know, we felt that this report was so critical to write? I mean, for for me, it looked a lot like there was discussion about what to reopen, how to reopen it, other things like that. And it just a lo- looked a lot like, you know, physical distancing, social distancing, masks, other ventilation. Ch- like there's a whole bunch of changes that were potentially not in- extremely capital intensive that, that were going to need to happen. And then, um, you know, we were already starting to see curbside adoption pick up. It was essentially the world, the world had changed. And physical spaces were probably going to need to change at some point. And in the conversations I was having with others, it wasn't clear to me that that people really understood that reality. So doing the research to sort of understand what the temporary changes were, we thought would reveal something about what maybe the longer term changes. Yeah, absolutely. And I think what you just sort of mentioned is really important too, that that a lot of the you know designs or redesigns of physical spaces were being done in a very temporary way, right, through sort of test and learn. But then the problem was there was tape on the floor, but it was a little confusing, right? People weren't always following the lanes or they didn't know it was there, which I think was another reason why writing this was so important because it wasn't just acknowledging that there had to be these temporary measures in place. It was acknowledging that these were also going to transform, right, into new types of experiences that companies had to think about as well. But it was also acknowledging that this was a real you know, opportunity for CX and UX to to step in and help since so many of the, you know, concerns around, you know, reentering spaces or measures that were being taken were being done on the basis of health, but also on the basis of making sure that people felt safe in the space, right? That the signage was clear, that people knew what to expect and how to interact so that they would feel space, which know, UX and CX pros are uniquely sort of able to help with. So, you know, we've continued to do research in this in this area just to see how things are evolving, see what people are saying is going to make them feel safer. You know, obviously there's there's a number of, of health guidelines that should be followed. But, you know, we've recently completed a study that was actually pre this recent surge and had some interesting findings about, you know, both the scope of of the changes around what people think of as making them feel more safe and around maybe even the different types of people and how they think about the the safety measures. Jenny and I know you had a few thoughts about some of those perspectives, some of that data. And I don't know, what what did you think when you saw some of the, the information that came out of that? 
Yeah. So this data was really interesting because, you know, when we set out to do the initial research, what we did was we proposed recommendations, right? And they were things, you know, such as make sure that you're managing customers' access to physical locations by limiting operating hours or reserving certain hours for at-risk populations. And they were relatively high level recommendations, right? But then when we were having all these discussions and, you know, companies are saying, well, which ones do I do? It's asking, okay, well, what do customers need to see and experience to actually feel safe to go into the location? Sort of above and beyond these these high level recommendations. And I think there were a few questions that came out of that, which the survey looked at, right? The first is, you know, what is a need to have versus a nice to have? to enter the location, right? And so in the survey that you mentioned, it actually pieced out all the different measures that you could do, right? Like employees wearing a mask, customers wearing a mask, putting up plexiglass or some other physical divider in the location between the customer and the employee. And we saw people sort of select if it was a need to have, I will not enter your space unless you do this versus a nice to have. And then I just thought that was really important too, because it got at you know, how do you, can you think about prioritizing this? But then also, how are we going to maybe see these things shift, right, as people begin to see this evolve, right, or maybe are influenced by how other people are interacting in physical locations as well. So that was one bit of granularity that I really like to see in this survey. I think you mentioned how things evolve. Obviously, people's attitudes towards masks have evolved. Yeah. And, you know, I'd expect their attitude towards air and how much air is in there and what airflow is like would continue to evolve. And then I know something you've been digging into a lot lately, you know, curbside and just the idea of a connection between physical and digital and how important that's that's been. What have you seen there? Yeah. So and this is actually where the data is really interesting. <laughs> we're mentioning here. So a big piece of sort of early recommendation right, was to redesign in-person services to reduce human contact, right? And that included dispersing spots for common customer tasks so that, you know, pickup and checkout and returns are all in different locations to reduce high traffic. But then also another one was how can you digitally augment in-person journeys, right, to create more contactless product exploration. And so thinking about how companies are going to need to shift especially as they go past this temporary phase into sort of the new normal, there was a lot of emphasis on these new technologies and features and services to roll out. One thing that was really interesting in the research that came back was that when people said what they need to have from a company was that they needed things like masks and sort of the basics of safeties, but things such as contactless and curbside, I'll say, weren't the most important for them which I think was a surprise. But I think that also then means that we have to think about why that might be, right? Is it because these people aren't even considering going to that store because perhaps they're now fully but doing all their purchases online, right? So we don't care if you have curbside because I'm no longer going to go to your physical location. And so I think that was something really interesting to see when we recommend physical locations changing to reduce contact, right? With more reliance on digital. How much are we going to see physical locations just be completely replaced by digital? I think that's the tricky thing. So the the tricky thing there is there's some locations where, you know, people are just saying they just don't feel safe in right now. You know, theaters, airplanes, airports, 
a high percentage also said restaurants as well, you know, even, even if they're outside. And I think that the reality is some physical spaces will just need to really change dramatically in terms of what they offer. And it may just be a long time before people feel comfortable with that. Even if, you know, maybe retail overcomes some of this, some of this, the, the benefit of like a movie theater is going to a movie theater and watching something. And if people mm-hmm. don't want to be inside, that's a the, you're it's at a tricky spot. And at that point, you're thinking about whether there's some business model innovation that can happen there. Right. And I want just one more thing that I think was really interesting there that we don't spend too much time on because it's almost beyond the realm of what you know companies can control is how much of a customer's willingness to re-enter a physical location is based on the design of that location, on how sort of the company has sort of change their employee sort of function inside the store or how they are thinking other customers in the store are going to react, right? So there's sort of this trust that needs to be built from the companies to feel like you are comfortable reentering their stores. But then there's also this trust between the consumers who are going in the stores as well. And so that's something I know we've talked a lot in, internally about, you know, how much of that trust can companies control for or should they be able to control for? But I think that is an interesting element that companies need to keep in mind when they're thinking about the factors that will influence whether people go into their physical locations or not. Yeah. To underscore that, one of the biggest things that people said made them feel unsafe were when rules and structures weren't being followed, when there was a lack of order. I think in in a time of lots of anxiety, the more order and clarity you can provide about what's expected, about what to do, about what's changed that plays just a huge, a huge role. And seeing other customers not follow those rules becomes really problematic. But then it's also extremely unfair to expect most employees to enforce customers who we know the number is somewhere between like five and 8% actively reject all of these measures and changes and, and become frustrated by it. So it's, it's, a, it's a very tricky balance that most businesses are in here, you know, as a result of the current situation in the U.S., Mm-hmm, absolutely. So Andrew, I'd love to hear from your perspective, sort of from the initial research that's been done, sort of what you're seeing happening in companies or this sort of new data set. What have you found sort of especially surprising or, or compelling? So I think the way in which that question that you mentioned earlier, Jenny, was, was answered in terms of what, what's a must-have versus a nice-to-have, that it's essentially like people just want an array of things. They want an array of measures that are sort of overlaid on top of each other, whether that's wiping things off or wearing gloves or, you know, any, it's people are sort of just throwing things against the wall. And I think one of the things that almost needs to happen is as the science and the health improves, which I am wildly unqualified to talk about, like a galvanization on the expected things and, and physical space changes that will happen. I feel like that would be really helpful for people to even understand whether all of this is important or whether the sort of like safety and health theater, some of that should should sort of fall away. And it just feels like it's not clear. And that feels reflected when you ask people a range of measures and they sort of go, all of them. And I, I, I think that that's one of the things that'll have to change moving forward. Maybe all of these measures are just not going to be, they're just, they're just not going to be necessary, but there's a lack of comfort right now from you know the average person at, at what's a big deal and what's less of a big deal. Yeah. And so I'm curious to dive into that thought more because there is, you know, one, one sort of key finding here, which is not just how safe is the environment, but how safe do the customers perceive the environment to be, Mm -hmm. right? 
sort of very customer, very CX-like, right? How the customer perceives the experience. And so if customers want to perceive safety, there have to be these really salient cues that things are safe, right? So even if you're thinking about sharing a touchscreen. Yeah, like con- contactless payments, contactless payments yeah. or very visibly, you know, spraying things down, even if maybe that's not as important. Those things may continue to be important, even if from a health perspective, they're not thought of as that critical. And that's th- that's something that I would expect to see change where some some cues will become a lot more important than others. And I just don't know if it's clear which cues those are and whether, you know, there's even agreement among customers what those things even are. Yeah, because I know today, and the reason I was thinking of that, and I was trying to, trying to think of the example in my head, which was when I went to the grocery store, and they're essentially making everyone do self-checkout, right? So I have to touch this self-checkout touchscreen, but there is like no ability for me to sort of get a wipe to clean it before I touch it. I don't see any employee spraying it. So as far as I know, I'm just touching the same screen the person before me touched, right, during this time. And so if they are doing it, but I'm not seeing it, right? It still makes me feel like maybe it's not safe. Right. And so there is the point that you need to make it visual, but I think you are right that just how much you're going to have to do and how visual it will have to be and you know what you get the customer control over or not will begin to evolve. I think for a while, many people were wiping their packages down. Like that's not everybody. We have like, there's different types of people, but some chunk of people are wiping their packages that they're getting down. Yeah. And you know, I, I think a lot of that seems to have fallen off. What other things will sort of fall off and what things will we not know were so important that actually are important? Like I'll bring up the ventilation and also I'll bring up masks. Masks have become incredibly important. And you have everybody from from all directions saying now we should all be wearing masks. Is the next step going to be we should all have you know incredible ventilation systems? And if we do that, does that solve the issues? Or is that just an unnecessary expense? And I think the biggest thing I, I see in this data is just a total lack of clarity about what people should see in order to feel safe. And I, I have that same sense that you have whenever I use a self-checkout, I'm like pressing it with a knuckle and I'm like doing other sorts of things that probably don't matter. And, you know, wishing that they had sprayed it down, even though I know that it's probably not that important. It's a tricky time. And I think the single biggest takeaway is the level of uncertainty and anxiety that many people have right now about what they're doing and what they're interacting with. And I think that that's that's a, a major takeaway from all this research and for designing for customers right now. Keeping that in mind and trying to reduce their concern and anxiety in, in every way possible, whether that's clear signs or, you know, offering them options to be able to choose what they feel more comfortable with and making that clear, you know, those sorts of things. Yeah, that is true, right? It takes many different forms. And so I think step one is just to really understand customers and what they need right now, right? There is the sort of health component of it and making sure you're adhering to all guidelines. And then there is there is a human that I'm interacting with who's walking into the store. And am I also optimizing this experience for them, right? And that means, you know, as you mentioned, redesigning the physical space, doing signage so that they know where to go, right? So that they know which aisle to go to to find the product they need and don't have to talk to an employee if that you know makes them nervous to changing products or to changing the services and the layout of their stores to focusing more on digital right <laughs> as an alternative yeah so andrew thanks for coming on to talk about this topic 
I know this is a topic that is very complex. It continues to evolve. We know that customer perceptions are going to vary from customer to customer. Those perceptions will evolve. What we see companies doing and what is successful and not successful will continue to evolve. So I'm glad we could talk through some of it and what it might mean today. And listeners, we will continue to look into this topic to provide the best advice that we can going forward. If you're interested in seeing the report that we published back in May called Redesign Physical Spaces Now in response to COVID-19, we will include a link to that in the show notes. And thank you for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you.